Topics of Life. There are four big topics in life, sex, health, suffering, and money. In those four big topics, God speaks a lot about godly principles in the Bible. If I start to understand those principles, my life goes in a new dimension with God. Um, I want to preach about healing, and it's actually the same thing like climbing a summit because on the summit there's always a narrow path. You can fall on the summit on the left-hand side, goes down 1,000 meters. You can fall on the right-hand side, also 1,000 meters. When it comes to the topic of healing, we can fall in two extremes. One, you can fall down in religion. That means you're saying everybody gets healed. It doesn't matter where and when, always. Other people, you fall down legalistically. You say sometimes God heals, sometimes not. And the, the cool thing is, as long you're not sick, as long you're healthy, we build our own faith system. But what will happen if you're facing trials, challenges, or sicknesses? It's like fog. All of a sudden, you're not even not able to see your foot again. It's cloudy, foggy, you don't see the way anymore. That means if you fall into challenges or sicknesses, sometimes your own faith systems start to shake. When I speak about healing, I have two groups of people here. Some, you received a healing. Some people text me a message, Pastor Leo, can I make a, a testimony? I received an amazing healing. Other people, you lost someone in your life. And you say, I heard many teachings about healing, but why has my mom died about cancer? She was a believer, she read the Bible, but she's dead now. Those two groups I want to speak about this afternoon about the topic of healing. I want to, yeah. If you have a Bible here or a smartphone or an iPhone or something to write, Please write down some Bible verses. I want to go deep into the Bibles. I want to read a lot of Bible verses this afternoon because this topic is so, so fragile and I want to be clear in terms of the Bible. There's three questions, the why, the how, and the what. I want to start with the Psalm 103, verse 2 to 3. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forgive not all of his benefits. Who forgives all your sins? And heals all your disease. Here is healing and forgiveness in one Bible verse. Here is a pattern in the Bible. Forgiveness and healing in the same Bible verse. Please mark that. When I start with the first question, why? Why I'm not healed? Or why my dad died? Or why my mom died? Or why even my brother died, they served Jesus. Or why my child died. Or there's a why in your life. A why is a big question mark. Because we know some people, they were hardcore believers, Bible-based people, but still died. And here's the question mark, why those people died. Because when you hear a message about healing, the why comes always to your mind. In Isaiah chapter 33, verse 24, the Bible says, and the inhabited 
shall not say, I am sick. The people that dwell there shall be forgiven their iniquity. Here, the same thing, healing and forgiveness in the same Bible verse. That's like a pattern in the Bible, like a pattern. There's a second Bible verse in Isaiah chapter 35, uh, 53, verse 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. That punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Here, forgiveness and healing in the same verse again. Do you see here's a pattern in the Bible? Healing and forgiveness, it's always in the same Bible verse. Uh, some um, small people say to me, Pastor Leo, but this is really Old Testament. You know, old, it means before Jesus came. When Jesus came, everything is new, it's different. Okay, then let's go into the New Testament. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, you see here the same principle, forgiveness and healing in the same Bible verse. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sin or live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Forgiveness and healing again in the same Bible verse. Now I want to ask you a question. Do you believe that Jesus bore your sins on the cross? Yeah, this is a no-brainer. Because lots of people say, yes, I need forgiveness. I receive forgiveness. When I ask the question in the church, do you believe that about sin? Everybody says, yes, amen, hallelujah, a shout to God. Yeah. But question number two. Did he also bear your sickness on the cross? It's, it's only 50%. It's, the first one was clear. Second one, yeah. I know it's in the Bible. I know it's a fact. But I know some people, they died. Or maybe yourself, you believer, you're still sick. And here, you're not so sure anymore. Let's go into two Bible verses where Jesus healed people. One in the Old Testament and another one in the New Testament. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet he died, esteemed him strikes. Smitten of God and afflicted. Here Jesus said, I have took your sickness on the cross. In the New Testament, Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 to, 16 to 17. Please hold on about, we have a lot of Bible verses. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him. And he drove out the spirits with a word, one word, and healed all the sick. Here's the word, all the sick. He was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Jesus took our sicknesses on the cross that you and me, we can be healthy and free. Now comes the question, why we still get sick? Why? There's so many promises in the Bible, forgiveness and healing in the same Bible verse. When John asked Jesus, are you the Messiah? Jesus said, I was, I am, and I will be. With other words, I am the past, I am the present, 
and I will be the future. And Jesus is saying on the cross, for the past, for the present, and for the future, I solved the problem of sin. Let's go about sin, first about, about sin, about these three, uh, um, yeah, the past. When Jesus died on the cross, he paid the penalty of your sins, right? He paid the penalty. There's no penalty anymore for you and me. That means everything what happened in your life, it's solved. Jesus paid the penalty. This is what we love. This is what we need. We need that Jesus paid the penalty. What's about the future? In the future, Jesus is saying, when you and me, we're going to heaven, there will be freedom. In heaven, there is no sickness anymore. There is no death anymore. There's not, um, there is no crying anymore. In heaven, everything is perfect, right? Jesus is saying, I paid the penalty of your past. We say hallelujah. We know in the future when we get to heaven, there is no sickness anymore, no wars, nothing. We know that. But what's about the present right here and now? That's another question, right? Because Jesus said, I, the power of sin, I have broken the power of sin. There is no reason, Jesus is saying, that the power of sin has no power anymore over, over your life. I mean, it's broken forever, for all, done for all. But here comes the point. You are a believer and you still sometimes fall into sin. But Paul is saying, strong Christians will not fall into sin anymore. But why we still do sin or we fall into sin? This is the question. Because a lot of people say to me, I love Jesus, but still I fall into sin. Why is that so? When Jesus paid the penalty, he broke the power and there's freedom in me. Why I mention the word sin? Because forgiveness and healing is the same Bible verse. When even sin is still a topic in our life, then it's maybe sickness also a topic in our lives. There's a very cool guy, he's from Germany, the Martin Luther reformer. Um, he was a smart guy. And sometimes the devil came and the devil attacked him during night. He took a, a, a paper, a piece of uh, paper, and he wrote down, wrote down to the devil, I am baptized. With other words, when we are baptized, this means spiritually, we are dead. We died. Our old flesh is dead. We come out of the water. We are newborn, fresh, new spirit. He said to the devil, my old flesh, it's done. It's over. It's deleted. But sometimes the devil was still not happy about this answer. Maury Luther said, even if I'm baptized, that means the old Adam, it's died, it's dead. He said an amazing quote, the old Adam is drowned, but the beast can swim. I'm going to repeat it. The old Adam is drowned, but the beast can swim. With other words, even when you try to kill your old Adam, this beast is able to swim. And this quote explains everything. Even when the power of 
sin is broken over life, we feel sometimes in sin. You know why is this so? We're living in an evil world. World. When you're reading the newspaper, when you're watching TV, we're living in a really evil, evil, evil world. The Bible is saying even the nature, even the trees, they're shouting, they're screaming for redemption. That means even our soul, our body, the nature, we're screaming for redemption. We're screaming for the future. There's freedom in us. When we still fall in sin, then it's the same thing with sickness. Sometimes we fall into sickness even when the power of sickness is broken. It's the same principle. If sickness, forgiveness and sickness is the same Bible verse means we shall have the same challenges. And here's the reason in our life. We're living in an evil world that means sometimes we fall into sin and sometimes we fall into the power of sickness. That's why sometimes we get sick. But please here's one thing. Sickness comes never from God. Sin comes never from God. It comes always from the, from the devil, from the hell. God will never punish us with sin. He punished Jesus that you and me, we can live for free for all this. The second question is how? How will we, how will we receive healing? How will we receive healing? It's the same question. How will I receive healing? Uh, forgiveness. How do you receive forgiveness? Some people believe if I have enough faith, I will receive forgiveness. Or if I have enough good deeds, like my mom, she always believed if I'm living a good, Swiss, solid life, I will go to heaven. The Bible said it's not your deeds, it's not your faith. Here in if, uh, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9. And here is the most important Bible verse why we get to receive forgiveness. Here the Bible says, For it's by grace you have been saved through faith. It's grace by faith. It's the grace from God. And this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. That means we are saved through grace, through faith. That means it's a gift from God. We are believers because we received the gift of grace. How do we receive healing? It's also a gift from God Almighty. Receive that from God. The same principle about forgiveness and healing. It's also in the story of the guy who was lame the rest of his life. Let's show this lame guy on the stage in ICF. Their four friends brought a lame guy to Jesus and he was really, really heavy. Of course, they brought him to the roof, but here the roof is too high. Here is the lame guy. Thank you, friends, for bringing here. Here is the lame guy. And now, let's go into two thoughts, which usually it's in a church. Some people, they will say to the lame guy, some people believe, even in churches, healing is over. They believed after the book of Acts, God 
will not heal anymore. It's over. It was more like a presentation from heaven. After the book of Acts, healing is over. That means for thousands of years, God healed, and all of a sudden, God forget how to heal. That's how people believe. And if you believe healing is over, it's over, that means I can live a healthy life only because deeds. That means if I eat healthy, if I sleep healthy, if I'm not smoking, I'm not drinking, I mean drinking, I mean water and, 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 and tea, no alcohol. If I'm living a healthy life, then I will be healed the rest of my life. This is what a lot of people think. Because the Bible is saying our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Of course it's important what we eat and drink has always an affection on our body. But if you believe God doesn't heal anymore, that means you have to live a really organic life. We are in a smoothie generation. Yeah. All my friends, they are smoothie kings. They're doing smoothie with spinach in the morning. I mean, I mean spinach. Spinach in the morning, give me a break. One friend, I said to him, if you turn to 150 years, please stop drinking smoothie. You have to die, otherwise you, you're the only one on this earth, you know. But even if you drink smoothie, if you live a healthy life, it doesn't mean you, you can control your life, right? Because you can drink a green tea in the morning, listening to the newest, latest ICF worship CD, you're reading the Bible, you take a shower, you slap, you bang your head, and you're dead. Of course, you are organic dead. Because you drunk smoothie, smoothie, organic dead. What I want to say to you is, it's not in our hands how long you live. You can, of course, it's important to eat and drink. I eat very healthy, usually, from Monday to Tuesday. <laughs> no, food is important, sleep is important, yes, of course. But still, it's not in our hand how long we live. Health, it's a gift from God. There's nothing to do if we eat healthy or not, it's a gift from God. The second group of people here is still uh, the, the lame guy in the lame position. Some people saying, faith, if you have enough faith, bro, bro, if you have enough faith, bro, stand up. Oh, it's not standing up, you have not enough faith. Maybe you have sin in your life, maybe, what, what, what do you mean one, maybe you have plenty of sins in your life. And because this guy is not standing up, they're saying he's not enough faith. Or a sin in his life. This is what a lot of people believe in. And of course, I always say to people, I believe that 60 or 70% of all of our sins, it's because of our lifestyle, it's not enough faith, or we have a lot of sins in our lives. But there's always a group of people you have neither done wrong. And it means you are sick and there's no reason. I want to tell you a story because that you understand why I teach this topic because it doesn't matter where we're going. Every Sunday people come to me and ask me this question, Pastor Leo. This was a story last year in LA in, in America. After I preached, I preached a message about the Holy Spirit and said the Holy Spirit can heal. He's a healer. I just mentioned that he can heal. A young guy about 22 years old came to me and said, Pastor, do you have a question? 
does God heal always? And I asked him the question, why are you asking me this question? And he said to me, five months ago, my mom died. She had cancer. And she was in the church, and the pastor said to her, lady, you don't have enough faith, or maybe you have sin in your life. And if you have enough faith and you're casting out all your sins, God will heal you. But then my mom, she died. She believed. She cast out all her sins. She was every day on her knees. God, forgive me. God, forgive me. God, forgive me. But she died. But on the day of the funeral, the pastor turned to all of our kids and said to us, if your mom had enough faith, she will not die. And he said to me, Pastor Leo, I want to have a question to you. Does God heal always and everybody? Yes or no? He said, all my brothers, they left the church, they left God, they have enough because they were broken. And I said to him, I believe that God heals always. Then I took a piece of paper and I explained to him on a drawing what I mean by that. In, in some minutes, I want to explain you exactly what I teach him in LA in America. But when people are sick, don't, don't put pressure on people. Don't do that. Lifting up people, encouraging people. And a lot of people, they believe if you not get healed, you have not enough faith or you have some sin in your lives. But Jesus, and now comes the point in Luke chapter 5, verse 23. I mentioned in the beginning all the Bible verse that healing and forgiveness goes in one verse, right? Here you see the same pattern again. Healing and forgiveness in the same Bible verse. Jesus is asking this lame guy, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk. It's a question. What is easier, to forgive or to heal? Same thing in one Bible verse. Jesus said, neither. Jesus is saying, both is easy for me. It's easy to heal. It's easy to forgive. Both, it's easy. And Jesus is saying, Get up and be healed. And this guy stands up and he's healed. And he took it, was happy, and left. <laughs> healing and forgiveness in the same battle verse. Why not get healing all the time? Because the presence, the power, we're living in the evil world has an affection on our sins, means also on our sicknesses. I want to close with the last point, and I want to mention about the story I mentioned you in L.A. What? Here comes the word, what? What if I'm not healed? What if my mother not healed? What if my friends, people in my small group, we're praying for them, we're fasting for them? What if they not get healed from God? I explained this guy in L.A. who asked me the question, does God heal always? I, I said to him, yes, God heals always. I, I'm not a pastor saying, you know, sometimes God heals, sometimes not. Or I'm not a pastor saying God heals always means always, always. But I believe God heals always. Yes, I believe always. I want to explain this for me in the best broad way I, 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 I can explain it to you. 
in the Irish revival. And we can le learn a lot about Irish revival because they lived faith in a very balanced life. They had healings. People got saved. Amazing stories. When people were sick, they went to a monk into the cloister. And in the cloister, there were the monks. And the monks, they prayed for the sick people. But what is the difference how they prayed for the sick people? It's common in our times when a, a person is sick, he comes to the front, and we pray for this guy, and uh, usually those that are sick, they need faith, right? But in the Irish revival, the monks, they need faith. When they prayed for the sick people, they said, I have enough faith when I'm praying for you that God will heal you. If they lay their hands on the sick people, but they not get healed immediately, they said, something is wrong, not with you, with me. I have not enough anointing. Something is wrong in my life. And say, okay, come, come by. In two weeks, I will fast and pray. I want to clean all my sins. And in two weeks, I've sown enough anointing. And I will pray for you. And God will heal you immediately. This was the, the setting in the Irish revival. When people got healed immediately, everybody was really happy, of course, right? It's a no-brainer. But what if people still not get healed? The monks in the Irish revival, they invented medicine. Medicine. They invented medicines and built up doctors. They said, if God is not healing you to our prayers, we have no clue why, we inventing medicine that in the present medicine can heal you as well. Going to a doctor, going to operation, or praying was no contradiction. Goes hand in hand. God can heal you either through prayer, if not through medicine. Both were a gift from God. When people saying to me in Switzerland, we not have enough healing, in other nations God heals more, I will say that's not true. Because the Swiss people getting older from year to year. That means medicine, doctors, and operation, it's also a blessing from God. We always forget that. Because if you're living in, an, in, in far away, people would love to have just one pill and your headache is gone. That means we are, we are blessed with medicine from God Almighty. But what if in the past, in the present, no healing takes place in the Irish revival? They had the same challenges that we, we're facing right now. Some people get healed, some people not. In the same congregation, people had praise reports and people had some anti-praise reports. As well, they said we tried everything in prayer, we tried everything with medicine, nothing worked. And then they built some houses next to the cloister, and they said, We know God is not healing you, we don't know why, but we want to help you to die with dignity. And in the process of dying, we take care for you, we are praying for you, we are holding your hands, and we know that in heaven you are healed forever. The box of heaven is also a reality. If you just think healing takes place only on planet earth, we have a problem because a lot of people, they're not healed here on earth, 
and we have no explanation, then we say, not enough faith, it's the devil or sin in the life. We start to condemn people. But the Irish people that said, we believe that in the future, in heaven, those people will be healed forever. They run. Be strong and healthy. And that's why they let people in dignity into heaven. Why I saying that? Because this is a balanced healing teaching. I always say to people, God heals always. Always. God is a healer. When God is forgiving me, he is also my healer. Either through prayer, through medicine, and if not, I have a double hope in me. Either on earth or God will heal me on heaven forever. I have a double hope in me. And with this reality, I know God heals me always. That's why we say in our church, God heals always. Past, present, or future. Paul is saying in Philippians chapter 1 verse 20, and it's an amazing Bible verse because Paul is the guy who healed people, cast out so many demons. He was saying, Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it by life or by death, either or by God will be magnified through my own personal life. I want to close um, this message with the thing. Some years ago, I was by a family from our church. The man was dying. And the doctor said, the next 24 hours, this guy will die. I laid my hand on him. I prayed for him that God will give him life again. Three days later, he came out of the hospital and is still a member in our church. He could have a strong praise report. But some month ago, there was another person in our church. The doctor said in 24 hours, this guy will die. I prayed for him, with him, in the hospital. Some hours later, he died. <laughs> same guy. Same church. Same pastor. One got healed immediately, and the other guy died. I always say to people, whatever happens, I still trust God. Whatever happens, I will never, ever stop believing that Jesus is my healer. I believe he's my healer. Past, present, or even in the future. I am healed to the stripes of Jesus Christ.